I guess you see I, I brought my suitcase with me today. I think I'm going to be bringing, bringing it with me every Sunday for the next few weeks. And you think it's unusual for me to bring my baggage to church, and yet you bring baggage to church every Sunday. Uh, it might not be in a suitcase. All of my baggage won't fit into one suitcase. Uh, uh, you can only fill one suitcase with so much, and, and then you can't close it, uh, maybe not even carry it. I remember a time when you could carry 70 pounds in your suitcase to an airport, and if you carried a couple of 70-pound suitcases, you really had a big load. But your heart will carry a whole lot more. Your heart. But then like the suitcase, you have to carry it. Some of us are carrying so much baggage that it has worn us down. And it's baggage from the past. Several years ago, I talked with a man who was carrying baggage from his past. And he would talk about all the times that somebody had hurt him. And so uh, he seemed to expect that from Everybody he met in the present. He didn't trust anybody. And of course, when you walk around with baggage like that, it impacts your relationships with people. You become distant and distrusting, uh, afraid and angry. And unfortunately, if you are looking for somebody to hurt you, somebody probably will, whether they intend to, tend to or not. So that man's baggage became a self-fulfilling prophecy it happened to him everywhere he went because he expected it. I guess we all carry a little bit of that kind of baggage, some of us more than others. Well, this morning, I want us to begin a series of messages that I hope will help you unpack your personal baggage, emptying out your heart. And this series is based on, on, on Joseph and his brothers and the contrast between the resentment that his brothers carried in their heart toward Joseph and how Joseph handled the relationship with his brother. So for the next few weeks, I'm going to be carrying this suitcase. And we're going to let this suitcase represent your heart and mine. And inside is, as you think about it, I want you to think about inside this suitcase being all the hurt and all the anger and all the resentment that you carry. And over the coming weeks, we're going to look inside this suitcase. Some of what we find will be very old. It'll be very old. It'll go all the way back to your childhood when somebody hurt you. That person may no longer be around, but what they did or what they said uh, is something that impacts your life every day, and you carry it every day. You may do so unconsciously, but it's there, and it shapes how you relate to others. Packed way down at the bottom of this suitcase is some old hurt. You, you have it all covered up with other things so that sometimes you even forget it's there. But that old hurt is one of the things that makes this suitcase so heavy. On the other hand, some of what's in this suitcase, the suitcase of your heart, is new. It just got packed there recently. Uh, and, and it's the anger and the resentment that is so fresh that it hurts to touch it or to talk about it. Now, as we work through this process, I won't pretend to understand the depth of your hurt. Uh, that's something I'm not equipped to do. But what I hope to do is to point you to the one who does understand, who can help you carry this load and bring you to a place where he will help you unpack it and hopefully abandon it so it won't impact the rest of your life. So as we look at it, you think about your own hurt 
and the baggage that you carry. Now, as we seek to unpack our own hearts before the Lord, we're going to examine the story of Joseph, and along the way, uh, we'll, we're going to discover the resentment that existed between these brothers and how God worked to redeem their relationships. We'll see how the baggage of resentment uh, negatively impacted their homes and their hearts. So the title of this series is Resentment in the Heart of Brothers, Unpacking the Baggage of Resentment. We're going to begin in Genesis chapter 37. We're going to read verses 1 through 4. I would invite you to open your Bible. You'll see the text on the screen, but that's the reference. You have to open your Bible to read the story. Now Jacob lived in the land uh, where his father had sojourned in the land of Canaan. These are the records of Jacob. Joseph was 17 years old. And he was pasturing the flock with his brothers while he was still a youth, along with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. That's four of his brothers. And Joseph brought back a bad word about them to their father. Now Israel, that's Jacob, loved Joseph more than all his sons because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a very colored tunic, or in good English, a coat of many colors. His brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, and so they hated him and could not speak to him on friendly terms. And so there you have it at the outset of the story. It sort of lays it all out. And the story of Joseph is, is a story that personally never ceases to amaze me, but it also moves me because it's, it's so full of God's activity in spite of our failures, yours and mine, our failures that are, that are apparent to us, uh, when we meet Joseph, he's just a 17-year-old boy dealing with the same kind of problems that uh, most guys his age deal with. He's one of 12 brothers, but he's the one that's different. And as the 11th born son of this family, I, I'm trying to set this up for you so you'll understand it, and understanding the background is very important to understanding the tension because when you learn the background, you're going to feel some of that tension in your own life. You're going to see how it also, everything that's true about Joseph, so many of the things that are true about him, is true about you. So he's number 11. He comes along later in his father's life. By the time he was born, Jacob, his father, had experienced a significant encounter with God. And because of that, the Jacob who raised Joseph was a different man than the man who raised his older brothers. His heart was different. And so, as a result, Jacob, uh, Joseph grew up living with a dad whose heart was more sensitive to God than it was before, and it made Joseph's heart more sensitive to God. You might remember, if you've read the Old Testament, Joseph's mother is, is the lovely Rachel, who first, caught, who first caught Jacob's eye when he was a young man. Uh, she was that girl that Jacob said to her father, he said, I'll work seven years for her. He said, you want her to be your wife? You've got to work seven years for her. He said, yes, I'll do it. And then his, her father deceived him and gave him her sister instead, who was Leah. And uh, Jacob didn't find her as attractive as he found Rachel. And so uh, he wound up with Leah. And then he had to work seven more years for Rachel. Perhaps you know that story. But he had children by his wife Leah and by his concubines, Zillah and Billah. But it would be many more years before he had ever had children with Rachel. So God had a purpose 
In all those years of delay, God was shaping the character of Jacob so that he could be a different father to Rachel's children than he was to all the rest. And so it was upon the birth of the second child to to Rachel, Joseph's little brother, Benjamin, that Rachel lost her life in childbirth. And so there are Joseph and Benjamin, the last sons of Jacob's old age. So just setting it up to let you know, Jacob, who was the father of Joseph and Benjamin, is a different man than the father of the first ten. He was the same man, but he's altogether different. His life was changed in a wrestling match with God. God won, Jacob surrendered, and from that day forward, when Joseph was just a baby, Jacob was a different man. His older brothers grew up uh, the son of a schemer who didn't walk with God, And, and those early days in Jacob's life were not days of faith or faithfulness. He walked in his own ways. He manipulated his circumstances. And those boys who followed in the footsteps of their father grew up to be a man just like their dad. Their heart was not sensitive to God. They walked in the darkness of their own hearts. And so I suggest to you that maybe some of the resentment and hurt that that surfaced in their lives resulted from the words or actions of their dad. Maybe your dad or your mom said some things to you uh, and that hurt is still fresh in your life and no matter how long ago it was that they said it, you'll carry it with you for the rest of your life. They brought that baggage into their relationship with Joseph. And if you read the story carefully, you'll find that although all these boys, 12 of them, had one dad, they had four moms between them. And that is a recipe for resentment. And the bad report that Joseph initially brought, the Bible tells us, and I've been reading this story all my life and I never noticed it till this week, he brings about two of the, or four of the brothers who were the sons of Billa and Zilpah, but I know there were four because they only had four sons. And the other six were the sons of Leah. And those four didn't like him because of the bad report they brought him. And then the other six didn't like him And one of the reasons they didn't like him, if you can remember, their mother was unloved by uh, Jacob. By the way, the word unloved in the Hebrew is exactly the same word that's used in verse 4 that said these brothers hated Joseph. The same word, the same feelings that Jacob had toward their mother, these sons had toward Joseph. So here's the first principle, and these messages are going to be full of principles, and they will apply. Here's the first one. The baggage of hurt from early in life can impact relationship with others in the present. That's just a fact, and you know it to be true. So Joseph grew up in this home, uh, in, in the home of a man who was essentially different. He was more sensitive to God than he had been. He's a 17 year old boy. And and God had a purpose for his life, a purpose that's going to carry him through years of hurt and heartache, and how he handled that hurt and that heartache would directly impact the plan of God for his life. If you pack the baggage of resentment in the suitcase of your heart, carrying it into the future, it will negatively impact God's plan for your life. Now, I'm an only child. That means I'm just numero uno. There's nobody else but me. When I was born, my mama saw me and I was so ugly, she said, we're not having any more. 
I don't think that's what it was. I think the problem was that I was 8 pounds and 13 ounces and 2 feet long, 24 inches long, when I was born. And I think my mama said, no more of that. So that's over. But I, I, the fact that I'm an only child I consider is God's purpose. And you might be number 7 of 14 or number 3 of 5. But wherever you fall in your family, it's no more an accident for you than it was for Joseph. God has a plan for your life. God knew your journey before it began. And even if your life has carried you down some roads of hurt and heartache, God knows each one, and He knows about the baggage that you carry because of it. Here's the second principle. The hurts and heartaches of life are beyond our control, but the choice of whether or not to carry the baggage of resentment is up to you. In verse 3, we see that Israel loved Joseph more than all his sons because he was the son of his old age and he made him this coat of many colors. Now, I want to ask you a question. Is it ever a good decision for a parent to show favoritism toward one child over another? Well, the answer to that is absolutely not. No, it's not a good idea. And if we do, we risk planting the seeds of anger and resentment in the hearts of others. Obviously, Jacob was trying to do a better job with these younger boys than he did with the older, but his love toward Joseph caused them to bear resentment toward him. Maybe that's part of the baggage that you carry. You resent some member of your family for something a parent did for them while neglecting you. Maybe the baby of the family was given a car, and you had to work for yours. Maybe you feel your parents loved, more child, loved one child more than another, or that you were somehow mistreated in the family, and maybe you were mistreated. Here's principle number three. Resentment, whether justified or unjustifiable, is baggage you must never carry, and if you are carrying resentment, you must ask the Lord to, to help you unpack it and abandon it before it causes more harm and more injustice than the injustice done to you. Now we look at this story, and, and, and I want you to understand up front that Joseph bears no fault in this story. He simply wanted to do right. He wanted to follow the commandments of God. This is reflected in the report that he gave to his father about his brothers. It was not Joseph's fault that his father made him a coat of many colors that made him seem more honored than all of his brothers. And so they resented him for it. I want to, and so the Bible says... Uh, they hated him. They, they couldn't express any love toward him. And I want to ask you a question. Is there anyone to harm you, toward whom you bear resentment simply because God has blessed them? You may be able to come up with a whole list of other reasons why you don't like that person or you can't relate well to that person. But the fact of the matter is it's simply because God has bestowed some blessing upon them that he's not bestowed upon you. And because of it, you bear resentment toward them. Perhaps you're not one of these older brothers who bears resentment for mistreatment or being overlooked. Perhaps you are Joseph. Maybe you're the one who's different. You're the one for whom God had a plan and a purpose that those around you can't understand. And maybe you're bearing up under the resentment of others as Joseph was bearing up under the resentment of his brothers. And so look at verse 4 again in Genesis 37. His brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, and so they hated him. The same word used of how his father Jacob felt toward Leah. She was unloved. The word unloved in Genesis and the word hated in this story are exactly the same word. 
And so they gave it back to Joseph. And they could not speak to him on friendly terms. Let's do a little family business here. Among the brothers and sisters called First Baptist Church, are there any of you not on friendly terms? If you read the story of Joseph, you discover that resentment between brothers is bound to bring heartache to the father. It did in Joseph's family. Likewise, resentment between people in the church brings heartache to God. Look at verses 5 through 11 of Genesis 37. Then Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, please listen to this dream which I have had. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf stood up and also stood erect. And behold, your sheaves gathered around and bowed down to my sheaf. Then his brothers said to them, are you actually going to reign over us? Are you really going to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Now he, still had, a, he had still another dream and related it to his brothers and said, Lo, I've had still another dream. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars were bowing down to me. He related it to his father and to his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have had? Shall I and your mother and your brothers actually come to bow ourselves down before you to the ground? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the saying in mind. Next principle. Bearing the, per the baggage of resentment puts the purpose of God in jeopardy. Now Joseph had this dream. Uh, it, it came into his heart as a result of the providence of God. God was working in the heart of a 17-year-old boy, planting in his heart uh, things that in those moments he would understand years later. All of God's people ought to have a dream in their heart about what God will do. They ought to follow that dream and pursue that dream. But I want to caution you. The relating of that dream should be left to God's timing. Uh, the dream God plants in my heart may not be for your ears to hear or your eyes to see. It may be something that God is saying to me about how he's preparing my life. Be careful how you share your dream even among brothers. Brothers who are out of fellowship with God will not share your dream. They will only resent you for having it. So Joseph in his innocence and immaturity shared what God had showed him about the future. He shared it before he understood it. And he shared it with his brothers who couldn't understand it. If God speaks a word to you, there is a time to speak and there are times to be silent. There are times when we ought to make very sure that God is saying the same thing to our brothers before we speak what God has spoken to us. So the dreams of Joseph would come to pass. We'll see that as we go through this story. And in some sense, his sharing of them would actually open the door for God to work his purpose in his life. Kingdom business may put you in jeopardy. Kingdom business may require you to sacrifice, but kingdom business is ultimately for, for your good and God's glory. The kingdom agenda, God's long-range plan for Joseph's life, would bring Joseph into a time of great difficulty, but that difficulty, just like my difficulty, any difficulty that I face or any difficulty that you face, will be a difficulty that's under God's sovereignty. The only thing that could put God's kingdom agenda in Joseph's life in jeopardy would be resentment 
in Joseph's heart toward his brothers. If Joseph allowed his heart to become a home for resentment, this story would have ended much different than it does in our Bible. You might think that your feelings in your heart toward a brother or sister don't matter much in the scheme of things. But the story of Joseph is a story that will prove you wrong. Now pick up in verse 12 of chapter 37. Then his brothers went to pasture their father's flock in Shechem. Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send you to them. And he said to him, I will go. Then he said to him, Go now and see about the welfare of your brothers and the welfare of their flock, and bring back word to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. A man found him, and behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, Who are you looking for? He said, I am looking for my brothers. Please tell me where they are pasturing the flock. Then the man said, They have moved from here, for I heard them say, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. So you see this story. Uh, God, uh, Joseph, Jacob's father, is, is sending him to look out after his brothers, sending him on a mission that's ultimately, without Jacob knowing it, or Joseph knowing it, or his brothers knowing it, Jacob is beginning his journey, or Joseph is beginning his journey of being on mission with God to see about the ultimate welfare of his brothers. Although, it seems on the surface just to be to go check on them as they're herding sheep. Now, let me give you another principle. Regardless of a brother's feelings toward me, my mission from God is to bear a concern for the welfare of my brothers. Regardless of a brother's feelings toward me, however you feel about me, my mission from God is to bear a concern for the welfare of my brothers. Now Joseph spoke in a prophetic, or Jacob spoke in a prophetic sense. Today he sent his son away for the last time. He had no idea he wouldn't see him again for many years. He had no idea he was sending him into harm's way. But in sending him, he was sending him in the providence of God to be on mission with God. And the first step for Joseph of being on mission with God is to walk straight into the teeth of his brother's resentment. Perhaps you've done that. You've made a step. God gave you an assignment. You did something, and the first thing you did, the first step you made, the first time you opened your mouth, the first time you tried to reach out in love and do what God asked you to do, somebody slapped you in the face, or somebody spit in your face, or did basically the same thing with what they said or how they responded. That's what happened to Joseph. Look at verse 18. When they saw him from a distance, before he came close to them, they plotted against him to put him to death. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Now then come and let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits and we will say, A wild beast has devoured him. Then let us see what will happen to his dreams. But Reuben heard this and rescued him out of their hands and said, Let's not take his life. Reuben further said to them, Shed no blood, throw him into the pit that is in the wilderness, but do not lay hands on him that he might rescue him out of their hands to restore him to his father. Verse 23, so it came about when Joseph reached his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the very colored tunic that was on him, 
And they took him and threw him into the pit. Now the pit was empty without any water in it. And if you read the next verse, you see how sociopathic they were. After they did this, they did what people like this do. They sat down to eat a meal. It didn't bother them one bit in the world. Here's the next principle. The purpose of God may require you to bear the burden of a brother's resentment. However, in doing so, you must never allow resentment to take root in your heart. Without knowing it, Jacob sent Joseph into harm's way. He wouldn't have done that purposefully, but God knew where he was going. God knew exactly what his brothers would do. God knew what the next years of Joseph's life would bring. God always sees the end from the beginning. Now, listen to me. Some of you have been hurt. I don't know who you are. I don't know how bad it was. I don't know what somebody did or what somebody said or what's going on right now. I don't have any insight into any of that. But I know you've been hurt. And in the hurt that you bear, you think, well, God doesn't know it and God doesn't care about it. Well, God knew exactly what was going on in Joseph's life. God sees the end from the beginning. And if you find yourself in difficulty bearing the burden of someone else's resentment, be assured that God is not surprised. God knows where you are. And if you will trust Him in your difficulty, God will bring you into the center of His will. Joseph's peaceful day that began in the presence of his father would turn tragic. A long nightmare lay ahead, a time of suffering and sorrow, all under the sovereignty of God. And although Joseph couldn't see it on that day, or even for long years of difficulty ahead, it would ultimately be for the sake of the kingdom. It would be for his good and God's glory. Joseph is not the only child of God who ever found himself in a pit. Jeremiah was once thrown into a cistern because of his commitment to God, and the Bible says Jeremiah sank in the mud, but more than his feet sank. When that, something like that happens, it makes your heart sink. It makes your spirit sink. And so that might be where you are today. You find yourself, because of somebody else's resentment, somebody else's hurt, in the pit of a predicament, or in the pit of despair, with your feet sinking in the mud of resentment. Does God know where you are? And does He care? Well, God knew exactly where Joseph was. And He was there for the sake of the kingdom. Joseph was in a pit for a purpose. I can tell you I've been in some of those pits. Didn't see how I was going to get out. Couldn't understand why I was there or what God was doing in the process. But God was at work. And so in this case, in Joseph's life, it was a purpose he couldn't see in that moment or sense, but in the providence of God. All of this, as long as Joseph didn't pack resentment into the suitcase of his heart, all of this would work out for Joseph's good and for God's glory, and for the good of his brothers. The final principle. God knows the baggage you carry as a result of being on mission with him. If you will allow him, he will protect your heart from resentment and work all things for your good and his glory. On the front of your bulletin, there's a, a verse that's very important. It's Hebrews 12, 15. It says, be careful... Be careful, see to it that no one falls short of God's grace, that no root of resentment 
springs up and causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. Is it time for you personally to begin unpacking the baggage of resentment? Let's pray.